a proper dignified way that we do things in the house of God. Proper dignified way that we do things in the house of God. I was talking somewhere and I was, even our dressing, our dressing needs to be right. These ladies that are sitting here, ladies, just bear with me. Eh? These ladies that are sitting here. <laughs> if you tell them that we are meeting Ramaphosa at five, I'm telling you, they will go out for 30 minutes and come back transformed. Yeah. They will come back looking to, you think they are looking nice right now? Oh, Give them 30 minutes to meet Ramaphosa. You will be amazed. Why? Because there is a certain attitude that we have when we meet these dignified people. But when it comes to the things of God, and then we say, as long as God sees my heart. No, 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 no. It's not supposed to be like that. You dress for a king. You dress for a king. Our attitude needs to be right. Those who play instruments here take time to practice because the Bible talks about skillful players. Those of us who preach take time to to practice, take time to practice, take time to prepare because we are doing things for a holy God. If we start looking at life with that kind of reverence, Knowing that God is watching over us. I am telling you, no matter what the devil throws on at you, you are sorted. You are good. Because your attention is not on the storm. Your attention is to be right with God. All what it takes you to read the story of Joseph. Joseph is one of those people who really went through a lot of rough time in his life. And every time the Bible explains each rough time, it closes each section by saying, and the Lord was with Joseph. The Lord was. It doesn't matter whether you are in a pit. If the Lord is with you, if you are right with the Lord, the pit will not move you. It doesn't matter whether you are in a jail, the jail will not move you. It doesn't matter if the enemy rises up Potiphar's wife and gives you an accusation. All what you need to make sure is that your reverence of God can testify and say, the Lord is with you. The Lord is with him. Now let me rush to say in the book of um, Timothy the book of Timothy should be chapter 2. I think I didn't write it down but bear with me. Those who know their scriptures <laughs> we hope you to find it. He says Paul says to Timothy Timothy in a big house in a big house there are many vessels <clears throat> in a big house there are many vessels. This is a big house. We've got many vessels. Some vessels are of gold. Some are of silver. Some are of bronze. Some are of wood. And some are of hay. Hay is straw. Let's not fool each other that we are the same. We are not. Ah, we are not the same. I, I, no, we are not. We are not. I like Paul. Paul says, and you might have a thousand instructors, but when it comes to your father, I am your father. What did or not? I am your father because I have begged you. And then at one place he says, when it comes to speaking in tongues, I thank God because I've not in you, 
speak in tongues. He's the apostle who is saying that. I speak in tongues more than... So this whole thing of trying to be like everybody else. Ah! Don't, 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 don't. Don't. In a big house, there are various types of vessels. Don't try to be like everybody else who is living their life like they are, they, they are a wooden clay. A wooden, a wooden vessel. No! Those who want to be wooden, let them be wooden. Let them be wooden. <laughs> Let them be wooden. Thank you. Thank you. And then he goes on to say the interesting thing they, when he says there are, there are many different vessels, he does not say, Let us try to be golden vessels. But he then speaks about, let all of us, including the golden vessels, try to be vessels of honor. There is another vessel called, it's a vessel of what? Of honor. It's a vessel of honor. The vessel of honor is that vessel when the master wants something. It's the one that is picked to be used. Some might be shining as gold, but they are for display. They are not for honor. They are not for honor. And so, the appeal there, as we have our attitude towards the things of God, let us aim not only to be part of what is happening in church, but let us be aim to be vessels of honor. That when God wants to use somebody, you may have your own weaknesses. Yes, you may not be the best person, but when God wants to use somebody, he can leave the golden ones and he looks for the faithful. Remember, we began with the righteous. He will not use the fluent. He will not use the gifted. He will use the vessel of honor. God will use the righteous. God will use those that are humble. God will use those that have got character. Character. Which Baba was talking about. Vessels of honor. Now in that big house. Let me quick run, quickly run through this. In that big house, in 2 Timothy 2, verse 2, Paul talks about faithful men. He says, and remember, Paul is talking to Timothy about his church. It's two pastors, let me put it in that way, gossiping about their church. And he says, as a senior pastor, he says, Timothy, the things that I have declared to you in the presence of many people, those things don't just disseminate. Don't just disseminate. Look in the big house. Look in the big house. Select one, two, or three faithful men. These are vessels of honor. Faithful men. And these faithful men sit them down and teach them the things that I've taught you. In other words, he's saying don't teach everyone in church some of the things. Teach faithful men. Implying that not everyone in church is faithful. Ah, not ever. I will repeat for those who are slow. Not everyone in church is faithful. And these pastors, they know who is faithful and who is not faithful. Today, one of the, they say, you know, there are some people, if you give an assignment, you know, 
filled with the Holy Spirit and speaking in tongues. But you know, natural death. Why? Because there is no faithfulness. There is no faithfulness. I, I will say it from this because um, those who want to stone me, they probably will not find me. But so I will I put the liberty of saying it. I will say it on your behalf. I'll say it, on, I'll say it on, on your behalf. Faithful men. Faithful women. I believe it's high time to fire leaders who are not faithful. I didn't say chase them out of church. I mean, don't call them leaders. Take them in WhatsApp groups. Take them off in WhatsApp groups. Because they are not faithful. My friend is, I'll say it. I'll say it. Leaders that are not faithful. Dead wood. In English they say dead wood. Leaders that are not faithful. Take them off from leadership. Take them off from leadership. Because they lead people in a wrong way. They lead people in a wrong way. And time is coming if somebody does not revere the things that we are doing. We ask them politely. We say, no, come to church, participate, do whatever. But you can't have a, a leader whom you put on a program on Sunday. They don't even tell you they're not coming. They, they, just don't, they just don't show. You, we can't have leaders like that. And we continue calling them leaders. We can't. We can't. We need to have faithful leaders who when you, even if you don't phone them, but if you put something on the church group, they have got time to open and read and prepare for what their assignment is. Faithful leaders. We can't have leaders who are just no show in a leaders meeting. No explanation, no nothing, just freedom in Christ. We can't do that. We can't do that. We can't anymore. We need to have we need to have a reverence for the things that we are doing. A reverence for the things that we are doing. We need to have a reverence. So in the big house, we have got faithful men, meaning that they are those that are not faithful in a big house. And then we also have got fellow workers. Fellow workers, Romans 16:21 and Colossians 4:11. Fellow workers. There are some people who are in church, but they are not workers. They are not workers. They come to be blessed. And they are very quick to say we were blessed and highly favored today. Where we are going, Fundis, if we are going to overcome storms, we need people who are in church, who are looking for things to do. Looking for things to do. Even if without being assigned, when you see something that needs to be put straight, you put it straight. When you see something that is concerning, approach your leaders and you say, how can we improve this? Workers, fellow workers, it's not only the pastor who is called to work in the church. It's not only. Let me give you something for free. One day, when I stand before the judgment seat of Christ, Christ will ask me about what I'm doing right now. That's all. 
He will, I can promise you that. He will never ask me anything to do with praise and worship. And equal. I'm not there at all. Why? Because he didn't assign me for that. It's about these that are called to take it as serious as a pastor who take his work to preach. Whatever assignment that you have, it's not, it's not just a thing that you are doing to help the church. No. It's a thing that God will ask of you at the judgment seat. You will give an account. You will give an account. So we need to have a reverence of these things. The next one. Fellow prisoners. Fellow prisoners. I like that one. Fellow prisoners. Goodness, let me just take a, a couple of minutes to explain a fellow prisoner. A fellow prisoner, what would happen in the, in the, in the Roman law is Paul will be sentenced to prison. He's in the dock and he's sentenced to prison. And as they walk away with him, then Baba James will rise up in court. And he says, if Paul is going to be in prison, I volunteer. I vo He's not sentenced, but he volunteers to be a fellow prisoner. The real person who needs to be there is Paul. But somebody raises their hand and says, I would want to be with him. Why? Because I would want to minister to him. Why? Because I know what God has deposited in this person. I would rather be with him in prison than to be in the luxury of my house. Now let me explain. In a big house, these leaders, they are looking for fellow prisoners. People not only coming to church on Sunday, but people who they might not be liable themselves, but they will raise their hand and say, I want to be there. I want to be there. I want to be, I'm not going to be doing the preaching or whatever, but I just want to be there to be with him, to make, to make sure that their needs are met. Imagine Paul sitting alone in the dark docks. It can easily discourage him. But the same Paul, when he's sitting there, and he has got chains in his legs, chains in his hands. And then he looks to the right and he, see, and he sees Apaphras. He sees Silas. And then Paul tells himself, I can't be discouraged. What will it mean to this one who has volunteered to? I, I see the dummy. As leaders, we are looking for fellow prisoners. Where when we are discouraged, we look at you, we look at you. And he said, God, what, what will I do? And then I might not have the great faith, but I, I also continue to stay in ministry. Why? Because I look at you. I look at you and your children. I look at you with your family. I have seen what God is doing in your life. I have seen the transformations. And I get encouraged. And I say, God, give me five more years. I can do this. Fellow prisoners. Fellow prisoners. So, Paul's storm could be him being in prison. But when he looks at Silas, when he looks at Apaphras, his storm can easily go. Then he can sing. I can see clear. But anyway. <clears throat> and then I like the next one. Romans chapter, 14, chapter 16 verse 4. 
Men who has put their necks. Who has put down their necks. There are those in the big house DP that will put their necks, their reputation down for you. That when things, when the, sto- the real storms of life come, you know, we, we gather around you like Job's friends and we are telling you all the scriptures that you already know. And then there is that friend who will go out of their way. They risk everything about them for your sake. You, in a storm time, you need people like that. You need people. The people that you gossip with on WhatsApp and stuff like that, there will be no show when, when storms of life come. Commit yourself to people who are committed to you. People who see value in, in you and you see value in them. People who have put their necks on the chopping block. And then fellow soldiers, Philippians chapter 2 verse 25 and Philemon 1 verse 2. Fellow soldiers. Fellow soldiers. These ones, they, they are not only going to prison for you. But they, they know they are taking a big risk. They may die. They may die. With you. And and Paul had people like that, fellow soldiers. People who go down the trenches with you. When everybody else does not believe in you, there's that one person who has seen value in you and they stand in you. Sometimes it's not because you are right. Sometimes you have messed up. There are times when storms come because you have messed up. And everybody in the church is sending WhatsApp messages and laughing and stuff like that. There is that brother. There is that sister who comes to you and says, no, look here. You have messed up, but it's okay. Because they know and they have seen what God can do through you. Fellow soldier, everybody who aligned them for identifying with you. You need people like that in times of storms. Fellow soldiers. Now, as we put, as we wrap everything, it says that people who have got this reverence and approach to the things of God, like what we're talking about, these ones, they shall be like, they shall flourish like a palm tree and like cedar of Lebanon. A palm tree is a very unique tree. A palm tree is a tree that is not brittle. A palm tree can actually bend like 90 degrees. Everything else around it, which is brittle like buildings, towers, cars, everything that does not bend will fall and be destroyed. But a palm tree in the storm, it will bend itself. It will allow the wind to overcome it. But when the storm is over, when the storm is over, the palm tree rises back and it's not two meters tall. It's not five meters tall. It's 15. It's 20 meters. It's way, way up there. And the only thing that you see standing, standing after a storm is a palm trees. Birds will come to palm trees. You can count on palm trees. So my brothers and sisters, my encouragement to you is that there are storms of life that will come and they will 
hit on you left, right, and center. But when they are hitting on you, you need to have fellow soldiers. You need to have those companions that will stick with you. And those companions, you find them in the house of God. And when everything is said, is said and done, and the house of God stands with you, the storm will be over and it will see you smiling again. Not because you are strong, but you have got a band of believers that you have committed, that you have seen you working in the house of God, that will stand with you. And you will be like a cedar. Another thing about a cedar, it has got deep roots. Deep roots. Don't rush to grow up. Don't rush to grow up. Grow down. Take some time to grow down. Isaiah, didn't write it down, but Isaiah says, the remnant of Israel shall take their roots down and bear fruit upwards. Your strength in the time of storms will be determined by how much roots are down there. Everybody can be impressed with you on the surface with what they see and everything. But when real storms come, that's when we will see that you didn't have roots. You did not. You were uprooted because you did not have roots. Cedars of Lebanon. I like, I like the fact that he doesn't say cedars in Israel. Because Israel did not have cedars. The cedars were in Lebanon. When they were building the temple, they would actually import the cedars from Lebanon. But, and there are things in life where you will realize that you may not have the strength yourself, but you might need to import the faith. You may not have the faith yourself, but you may need to import faith from friends. There are times when your faith will fail. We know the story of those, let me just close with this. We know the story of the friends who the paralytic, he was sleeping there on the bed. He did not know what is happening, but Friends had faith on his behalf. Friends have got faith on his behalf. And those friends are the way, the ones that took, they, they made the decision to take him to Christ. They made the decision to destroy the house. They made the decision to lower him down. The reason why he made it is not because he was a man of great faith, but because in his storm, he had friends. In his storm, uh, uh, he had friends. If we look in your groups on, on WhatsApp, what kind of friends do you have? What kind of, can those friends storm, weather the storm with you? Can they weather the storm with you? If they don't, some start exiting and blocking and stuff like that. I'm telling you the truth. You don't have to be everybody's friend. Don't have to. And my challenge is, start recommitting yourself and your involvement in the house of God. Recommit yourself to your DPs, to your pastors. These people, they love you. They love you. They will be with you. Sometimes even when your relatives are not there, they will be with you. Why can't you recommit yourself to them and be at their service? Let us all stand.